When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now, with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back. It is Silver and Black today as we roll on here on a Tuesday. We appreciate you guys being with us. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Also, listen to us on The Bet in Las Vegas on Saturdays at 6 p.m. on the radio. And also, for those of you watching on YouTube, thanks for that and thanks for the chat. You guys are awesome. Mo, we continue to raise money for the One Nation Foundation with the post-game shows, people coming in with their super chats. But I know you were talking about your your Bleacher Report lives, which, of course, you do before and after each Raiders game live. So make sure you guys check that out. Uh, is the the mood in there for the first time I've seen all season during a loss, right? Wins are wins. People love wins. Was very positive from the perspective of, hey, yeah, this team's got a ways to go. But look what we saw. Look what we saw. And most of that was focused on the defense, right? Patrick Graham's defense doing the job like they did the last three weeks. Yes, the Giants and the Jets, as we've seen. Did the Jets ever score a touchdown? They scored one touchdown. Uh, Zach Wilson threw a touchdown pass to Brees Hall, a short pass, a yak type of touchdown, which I just talked about, and then they benched him. And then they benched him. Yeah, so so (laughs) the New York teams are, I, I feel bad for the New York fans, but hey, that's the way it goes. Raider fans have had misery too. They understand it. But mm-hmm. uh, you you see that even though they finally face a good offense who didn't perform 100%, but they did their job. And not only that, Mo, I was so impressed with this team because I, like you, watching it week in, week out for seven years for me, and seeing so many times when there was a big third down late in the game or at a big point when there's a momentum turn, the Raiders have to make a stop, and they never would. Against the Dolphins, they did several times. And so it doesn't matter if the Dolphins self-destruct, whatever. The Raiders' defense did their job. Robert Spillane almost had his fourth pick. <laughs> it was there yeah. in his hands, almost had it. But when you look at this defensive unit, and this is what I said, because people still argue with me that, and, and I say friendly argue, discuss with me, sorry, uh, that this Raiders team, this defense is only a player or two away. And I disagree. I say this player, this Raiders team lacks talent. It has talent, don't get me wrong, and it's playing well. But what Patrick Graham is getting, Mo, is maximum effort out of the people he has. That's a big difference between being a defense that's good and being a defense that can be great 
because you're just getting everything you can out of the people. It doesn't mean you have all the right people in place. Is that assessment wrong? Do you see the same thing I do? I do. And I, and I think I like to point out my Bleach Report lies after the game because we all know Max Crosby is great, right? We all know he should be a defensive player of the year candidate. If the Raiders went, won 10, 11 games a year, he would get more pub for that award. But what I would like to point out is when the other Raiders make plays. Not that I gloss over Max Crosby. I like to let people know that it's not just Max Crosby. Now, while he's head and shoulders the best player on that defense, Robert Splain having a, a you know, a standout year as well and might be a Pro Bowl as Denzel Perman was with the Raiders in his years. Isaiah Polamau coming up with an interception, as I mentioned earlier today. Luke Masterson forcing a fumble. Nate Hobbs forcing a fumble. Uh, these guys are coming up with turnovers. We heard about it in the offseason. I'm going to sound like a broken record saying this, but we heard all about this defense forcing all these turnovers in the, in the preseason or at training camp and at these practices. And people were wondering, is that going to translate to the field? Cool, you do it at practice. Cool, you do it at preseason against second and third stringers, but can you do it in the regular season? And I think the Raiders' defense has answered that question that they can do it in the regular season. You're seeing a lot of surprise playmakers. As, as I said, who thought Robert Splain was going to be this good? Isaiah Palma had a pick six in the preseason. He has an interception in for Marcus Epps. I think he's going to get a lot more snaps if Marcus Epps can't play against the Kansas City Chiefs. Watch out for that. Luke Masterson, who took a back seat because Robert Splain is now in at linebacker next to Divine Diablo making plays, forcing a fumble. I think kudos should go to, number one, Antonio Pierce, who is still a linebacker's coach. So when you look at Masterson, Diablo, and Splain all playing well, that's a product of Antonio Pierce's coaching. He's the position coach of those players. And as I said, the other thing is, it's not just Max Crosby now. If Max Crosby has a quiet game, I know he had a sack, but you probably don't even remember it. <laughs> but he did have a sack against <laughs> the did. Dolphins. He had a relatively quiet game compared to what we used to see from Max Crosby, but it didn't matter because other guys were able to step up. So as you said, Patrick Graham is getting a lot from guys that we didn't expect. So he's get, he's doing a lot more with less. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Absolutely. I agree with that. And, and, and again, uh, I, I don't, I like optimistic fans because you, the worst thing is fans who are so fatalistic, like they don't think anything will ever go right. But, um, but that was my point is you add some bodies to that defense. Imagine, and, and there's good play at times, don't get me wrong, but imagine if you had a stud defensive tackle in there who was creating havoc, then you free up Max Crosby. What's that? Or you had a, a, a cornerback one because the Raiders don't have a lead cornerback right now. Correct. They don't. Ty- Tyreek Hill went off for 146 yards, but go ahead. <laughs> exactly. I, exactly. I, so, so yeah. So you put those two positions of need there and suddenly that defense gets a lot better. And that's my point is, but I, but I give credit to Antonio Pierce as the linebacker coach and to Patrick Graham and all the other position coaches on the defense. Cause what they have, they are getting the most out of over the last six weeks. They just are. And so you cannot, when the defense does give up big plays or whatever, you know, sometimes if somebody's, you're playing against Tyreek Hill, look, he's he's perhaps, some people would argue the MVP of the league, okay? I know he won't win it because it's always going to be a quarterback, but he 
very easily can make the case. And, and so you give up 145 yards to him. You don't have the talent to come. You don't have the talent that Miami has at cornerback, right? When you look at, when you look at uh, what they're able to do and what they did yesterday against the Raiders. So go ahead. You're going to say something. Scott, the, the cornerbacks on the Raiders roster at best would be borderline cornerback twos on any other roster. Marcus Peters. Like, I'm not trying to pick on Marcus Peters. We know what he is at this point in his career, but he's not going up against a top flight wide receiver. And I think that hurts the Raiders because if you have a speedy wide receiver like Tyreek Hill, he's going to beat Marcus Peters more times than not. If you have a Justin Jefferson, who the Raiders are going to probably see later in the season, he's going to beat Marcus Peters more times than not. I can make an argument that even though Marcus Peters has a pick six, pick six and he has some moments, Amik Robertson may be the Raiders' best cornerback right now. Yeah, That's, that's a problem. It is no offense to me, but that's a problem. <laughs> yes. That's why there's many needs. And that's why uh, <laughs> we talk about the fact that this Raiders team, people like guys, they, they're hard workers. They put out good effort. Nothing wrong with that. But that's why I say maximum effort from what they have. Um, and, and again, you, you're right. You, you have to give credit to the coaching staff. And this team, you know, we're going to get into previewing the Chiefs later, but you look at the Chiefs again. The the Raiders have been unable, so have a lot of people, unable to stop Travis Kelsey. Now the Ra- the Chiefs don't have the wide receiving core that the Dolphins have. So the Raiders maybe catch a little break there, but they have Patrick Mahomes who create seems to create things out of thin air. So they're going to get another big challenge here uh coming up on Sunday against the Chiefs and you just have to do it. But look, this this you want to call it bend don't break whatever you want to call it. This Raiders defense is doing enough for this team to win more games like in Miami. So we'll see what they're able to do if they can continue to string this together. But the offense, at some point, this defense is going to have an off game, right? It just happens. Uh, And the offense is going to have to pick up the slack. The offense isn't pulling its weight as it is. So you hope that for this defense that they can keep it up a little bit while until the uh, Raiders can figure out the offensive things they need to figure out. Defense can't hold everyone under 16 points. So the Raiders yeah. kind of have to get it done offensively somehow, some way. And I think, again, it starts with sticking with the run game. But as far, I think how many years have Raider fans, and I've said this too, the Raiders just need a middle-of-the-road defense and they'll be fine. Yeah. And then the year they get the middle-of-the-road defense, the offense isn't that good. So I know. Yes. And that's where I had somebody say to me on Sunday, oh, this Dolphins – defense is trash i'm like they're 11th in the league like so so I, that's trash like the, yeah they're not the he, jets i think are high, ranked higher but yeah that's what you're talking about with the middle i mean they're above middle of the road but they're close it, to middle of the road and getting better each week so when you look at that that's the kind of defense you need to win and so when people say the raiders defense is good they're just a player or two away that's where i see a disconnect the, the dolphins numbers defensive numbers are skewed because remember they gave up 48 to the buffalo bills and as i said Jalen ramsey missed the first half of the season he just came back a few weeks ago so to say the dolphins defense is trash i don't know what that person was looking at but as i mentioned in the first segment you got two all pro cornerbacks you got bradley chubb on the edge you got christian wilkins in the middle that that dolphins has a lot of talent alex van ginkle who was underrated? Who yes. I, who the, I said I think he visited the Raiders this offseason he before did. he signed back with the Dolphins. Yeah, he's an underrated playmaker on the edge too, getting sacks. I believe he has a handful of sacks this season. This Dolphins yeah. defense is good. You wait till the end of the season; it'll be top twelve in scoring it in yards um, allowed. 
Absolutely. Agree 100%. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we'll close out the show with a little more discussion here on Silver and Black Today and Odyssey Original Podcast. You're with Scott. You're with Mo. We roll on right after this.